Hey everybody, it's Rob Stats Carrera here for the 49ers Instant Reaction Podcast after their 25-20 loss to the Eagles to fall to 2-2 two two on the year. And my instant reaction is disgust. Pure and simple. Absolute and utter disgust. And there's plenty of it to go around because nobody was good for the 49ers today. It was hideous. The 49ers had absolutely everything in the world to play for. And they came out flat from the beginning, and it only got worse. Unbelievable. Terrible performance by the 49ers. And I'm going to start passing out blame to a lot of people. But there is no question, no question, who this loss gets pinned on, number one. And that's Nick Mullins. Without a doubt. Anybody, anybody that even begins to suggest that Nick Mullins should be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers can shut up forever now. Forever. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Mullins was bad from the first snap of this game till the very end when he got benched, benched for C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard is a tackling dummy, and he actually looked better than Mullins in this game. Mullins, I'm done with you, okay? The honeymoon is over. It's over. Enough with this garbage. There's a reason he was undrafted. He cost the 49ers at least six points. You know what? Actually, no, check that. Probably at least 12 because he threw a pick six. Three turnovers on the night. Two interceptions, both of which were horrible, horrible interceptions. Worse than any interception Jimmy Garoppolo has ever thrown. And he missed on the second play of the game. Second play of the game. Kyle did that little wheel route with Juszczyk down the left sideline. He was so open. You can go find it on Twitter. He was so open. There's nobody within 15 yards of him, and Mullins can't get him the ball. Not can't get him the ball in stride. Not throws it a little low or a little high so that the receiver has to catch it and stops a big game. He couldn't even get it complete. He threw it way over his head. You you can't get more open than that in the NFL. And he wasn't even close. And that was after the first snap of the game when he had Bourne open over the middle on a slant and he threw that too far ahead of him and Bourne couldn't catch that either. He was awful. I mean, you have... The best offensive mind in the NFC, maybe the NFL, although I'm trying not to slight Andy Reid, but it's arguable. You have Debo Samuel coming back for the first time all year. Kittle's back for the first time since week one. McKinnon's been great. You have guys wide open and you can't hit them. Everything was there for you tonight. It was all laid out for you. The food was laid out for you. And instead of filling your plate and filling your stomach and eating good, You decided to just jump through the table like you were a Buffalo Bills fan tailgating. Inexcusable by Nick Mullins. I'm tired of hearing about how he should be the starter. I'm tired of it. The 49ers are 20-6 and with Jimmy Garoppolo. They are 5-21 and with not Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know that wins are a team stat. I get it. But you know what? That also doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen because Jimmy Garoppolo is not having absolute, complete, stinking duds like this one. And I know I know Jimmy's had some clunkers. This was worse. This was absolutely worse. 
And, you know, everybody likes to slight Jimmy Garoppolo because he's got Kyle Shanahan calling plays for him. Well, you know what? So did Nick Mullins. And it doesn't matter if you're in a great system. If you can't play quarterback from the neck down, it doesn't matter how well you know the system from the neck up. I'm tired of hearing about how Nick Mullins knows every play. Before the game, George Kittle, direct quote on Nick Mullins. He never messes up. Well, you know what? He messed up tonight again and again and again. All week, Kyle Shanahan told the team, make the makeables. That's what George Kittle said. As long as we make the makeables, we'll be okay. If Nick Mullins had done an even average job, the 49ers are winning this game. It was bad. I talked about the early misses. Those, obviously, inexcusable. But right before the half, this was a just a crusher. And I want to get the exact situation because it was terrible. 49ers are driving. It's 8-7 because Philadelphia scored a touchdown first and went for two and got it. So the 49ers were still down one when they finally responded. Mullins gets the ball with 6.56 in the second. He's driving down the field. Gets to the 14-yard line of Philadelphia. There's two minutes and 40 seconds left. And he drops back, and I don't know what he's thinking. He gets pressure, and all of a sudden, he craps down his leg and throws a high slow pass late to the middle-ish part of the field, and of course it gets intercepted because that would get intercepted in a peewee football game, let alone the NFL. Not only does he take at least three points off the board, he possibly takes six points off the board. Six points would have made 49ers, well, hopefully seven if they get the field goal, or the extra point, I should say. That would have put them up 14-8 to going into the half. Instead, not. And that was the story for the 49ers all night. It was one step forward, two steps back. All their worst plays came after their best plays. It started early. First quarter, Carson Wentz under pressure. Ball gets tipped. Aziz Al-Shair intercepts it. Great job by the 49ers defense. Awesome. First play after the interception, they try and run the ball, holding on Trent Williams. Ten yards back, drive killer. And by the way, Trent Williams was horrible in this game. Worst game he's had as a 49er. Maybe one of the worst games of his entire career. And we'll get to him. Because there's more blame to go around besides Mullins. But that was one example. Bad play after best play. Two plays before that horrible interceptions that Mullins threw. He threw an absolute beautiful deep ball to George Kittle. 38-yard gain. Set him up. It was great. It was the best pass he threw all night. Two plays later, he throws the interception. Then, later, Eagles up. They get a field goal. It's 14-11, 49ers. Mullins throws a beautiful 20-yard pass to Kittle. Next play, sacked. 12-yard loss. Later in the game, defense pins the Eagles deep. Great job by the 49ers. Eagles are punting from their own end zone. Awesome. 49ers get the punt. They get the ball back their own 45-yard line. There's a little under 11 minutes left, I think. What happens? Nick Mullins fumbles the ball away. Pressure comes up the middle, as it did all night. Nick Mullins, I don't know what he was thinking, couldn't get away from it because he's slow as hell, fumbles the ball, coughs it up. The pick six was the only time in this game that something bad happened without something good happening first. The Eagles score. They get a a 40-yard touchdown pass to some guy I've never heard of. His first pass he ever catches in the NFL. They score the touchdown. 49ers have some time back. It's not, not the end of the world. Okay, we can do this. Mullins, first play, first play, he throws it right to the linebacker. 
like right directly at him. He couldn't have thrown it to him any better if he was the intended receiver. Touchdown. Pick six. And that was the last pass Mullins threw. And it should be the last pass Mullins ever throws in a 49ers uniform. I am so done with this guy. It was terrible by the 49ers. Terrible. And the offensive line, let me just move on, okay? The offensive line, what happened? What happened to these guys? Like, where did they go? Who are these people that are blocking for the 49ers? Most of them had the same names on the jerseys they did last year, but they sure as hell ain't blocking like it. First of all, Mike McGlinchey. Try not getting shoved five yards into the backfield every time you get a bull rush. Like, you're a first-round pick. This isn't your first year in the league anymore. And the 49ers before the season talked up about how much better Mike McGlinchey is. Newsflash, he's not. He sucks in pass protection. He might be good in run protect and run blocking. He sucks against the pass. He is a liability out there. It's so bad. On the final drive, C.J. Beathard comes in after they yank Mullins out of the game, which was a huge indictment of him by Kyle Shanahan, by the way. And Beathard scores a touchdown, and he's driving them down the field late in the game with a chance to take the lead. 49ers are moving. Beathard gets the ball, minute and 40 left. He's driving down the field. The 49ers are going. They get to the Eagles 45, completes her to Kittle for 12. They spike the ball at the Eagles 33. There's 17 seconds left. And that was the end of that drive because Mike McGlinchey just decided to be a freaking turnstile and Beathard had no time to look deep to try and get closer at least for maybe one last gasp. No time because McGlinchey just got absolutely worked. Two plays in a row. They couldn't do anything because he was like a he was like an undrafted rookie out there. And I don't know if I put that on Kyle with these guys with the blocking. I don't know what the problem is. Somehow they managed to do it last year and they can't run block at all. At all. If Kyle doesn't do one of those wide receiver sweeps or Raheem Mostert doesn't break like six tackles, they can't get anything on the ground. Nothing. Ayuk had a 38-yard run for a touchdown, which, by the way, was incredible. But other than that, the 49ers averaged, I think, like four yards a carry in this game. Awful. Awful performance. Trent Williams, like I said earlier, I don't know. What are you doing out there? He's getting holding calls. He's not blocking for the run. I mean, he just looked like a giant fat loser out there. And he's not. He's one of the best left tackles in the league. I don't know where this came from. But he looked like a lump of crap out there. The offensive line gave up 15 hits and 5 sacks in the game. Horrible. And by the way, it's going to get worse for the 49ers defense because Ziggy Ansah injured his arm. They think it was a torn bicep, which would end his season. Yay. And I know I'm coming off a little smarmy here, but I'm pissed. I'm sorry. This is a game you had to win if you're the 49ers. This is the easy part of your schedule. You had to win this game. And I know you had a backup quarterback, but the Eagles are missing a ton of guys too. A ton of guys. They had no wide receivers. Greg Ward was their best wide receiver. Greg freaking Ward. Dallas Goddard was out. Deshaun Jackson was out. Alshon Jeffrey was out. I mean, come on. And you know what? This isn't a knock on the defense. They played well enough to win for sure. I am not blaming the 49ers defense on this at all. Kerry Hyder was great. Eric Armstead was really, really good. When your offensive line cannot function, you can do nothing. You know, there's a lot of complaints about why the 49ers don't throw to wide receivers, don't throw the ball outside. They can't. They cannot 
pass block long enough for the receivers to get down the field and get open on the outside. That's why they keep going to the middle of the field. They have to. Let's look at some of the post-game comments. Sure, this will make my mood really improve. C.J. Beathard. No one's panicking. This is the perfect time to panic. Newsflash. Panic. You're 2-2. Two and two. You're 0-2 at home. You're 0-1 in the division. The only teams you've beaten are the Giants and the Jets. Panic. Oh, God. Nick Mullins. On the pick six. We had a 14-yard stop route. The linebacker, I saw him. I knew he was getting under it, but the ball didn't come off right. And unfortunately, it went right to him. It went right to him because you threw it right to him. And by the way, Nick, the fact that you saw the linebacker doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. You saw him and you still threw it. Oh, God, I'm so done with you. Get out of here. I said it before. The honeymoon is over. Like There's a difference between when you date somebody and when you live with somebody. When you date somebody, everything's great. You get all dressed up, get a haircut, maybe you buy some new clothes, you know where you're going, maybe you've been to this place before so you know the terrain. Everything is there for you. You only show what you want to be seen. When you live with somebody, it's different. Anybody that has lived with a significant other knows this. The makeup is off. She gets to see you when you're sitting on your couch with your hand down your pants, t-shirt stain. Like, it's different. That facade is gone. They get to see the person that comes home from the date after it's over. The 49ers had to live with Nick Mullins this week, and this is what you got. And all those 49ers fans that say that they think that some team's going to give up a first-round pick for Nick Mullins, second-round pick for Nick Mullins. He's got Kyle Shanahan, and that's what he gives you? Getting pulled for C.J. Beathard? And you can tell. There were multiple moments in this game where they showed Kyle talking to Mullins after coming off the field. And Kyle was pissed. He was hot. And you know he was hot too because at halftime, he told NBC, we got to get Mullins to settle down a little bit. For him to say that by name, that tells you he was pissed. That proves it. And then to get yanked for CJ. My God. CJ's not even active for most of the year. He just sits there. Kyle was like, nah. This guy gives us a better shot than you. Think about that later tonight when your head hits the pillow. You know, I saw a tweet. Let me find it now as I go through all my angry 49ers tweets. Leo Luna from Sports Illustrated. He tweeted, last week the backups looked like starters. This week the backups looked like backups. I quote tweeted and said, no, you're wrong. The healthy starters are the ones that look like backups. Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, Daniel Brunskill. They looked awful. And he wrote back, 100% true. Because it is. That what The backups, other than Mullins, were okay. It's the starters that let you down. And even with all that going wrong, even with all that bad, the 49ers literally had a ball in the air with no time left on the clock with a chance to win the game if they caught it. And it wasn't like a 50-yard Hail Mary. It was a little bit long. It was a longer pass, but they were still... Had a a decent chance to win the game, even with all that going wrong. Why? Because Kyle Shanahan is great. Great. Not good. Not occasionally brilliant. Great. Mullins couldn't hit anything. So what does Kyle do? He takes the ball out of his hands. Every time he needed a drive, he took the ball out of his hands. What did he do? He did those wide receiver sweeps. He did a sweep with Kittle for a big game. And screen passes. He was doing screens to McKinnon. He was doing screens to Ayuk. Screens to Debo. 
He was spoon-feeding any pass that Mullins had to make or he was running the ball. And he's so damn good at it that the 49ers still had a chance to win the game. He masks so many deficiencies. They can't block anybody, yet they're still moving the ball down the field. Kyle Shanahan is the only reason I give the 49ers any sort of hope to do anything this season. I know I saw some people get on him for the onside kick at the end of the game. That was a little strange, and I, to be fair, I haven't seen what he said about it after the game because I try to get this thing recorded while, while I'm still angry, as you can tell, and as quick as possible because I know you want to hear about it. But So the 49ers score to make it 25-20. They try and go for two to try and make it a field goal game. And C.J. Bethard, it's a little play action, and it looks like he can run it into the end zone. To be honest, I thought that's what he was going to do. And he tried to just kind of fling it to George Kittle. It wasn't a perfect throw. Kittle went through his hands kind of a little bit. I can't really get on Kittle because he was awesome tonight. He was the only 49ers guy receiver that was really doing much. But they didn't get the two, so it was 25-20. And there was two minutes. This is important. There was two minutes and one second left in the game. And the Niners needed the ball back. But they also wanted to try and preserve the two-minute warning because they had used one of their timeouts previously. So they only had two. So there was 201 left, and Shanahan had Robbie Gold do the kickoff instead of Wisnowski. And he tried this onside kick. It was, I don't know. Look, you got to do crazy stuff because it's almost impossible to get an onside kickback. So I'm not going to get on too much because when you kick that ball, you don't really know where it's going to go. You don't know how it's going to bounce anyway. It's very hard to do. So I can't get on the actual onside kick. The decision to onside kick was interesting. I don't know if he was thinking well, we'll try and get the ball back, and at least if we don't, enough time won't tick off the clock, so we'll preserve the two-minute warning. Maybe that's what he thought. I don't know. If you wanted to just preserve the two-minute warning, you could have just kicked it out of bounds, or you could have had Wisnowski just hope he kicks it through the end zone like he like he had done many times in this game. But, I mean, at that point, again, you're still hoping for a miracle. So I, I'm not going to get on him too hard about that. The only thing I'll say about Kyle in this one is I wish we saw the same thing I said in the Super Bowl – Keep running it with the wide receivers. Every time you do it, it works. The play to Brandon Ayuk, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ayuk comes around the edge. He is incredible after the catch. He's strong. He's fast. And he hurdles this guy. I mean, he was untouched. He literally jumped over him. My wife, who doesn't watch football, who hates football, saw that play and was like, that's amazing. She watched the replay with me like three times. Man, he's going to be good, especially in this system. Let's keep looking at some of the 49ers post-game quotes. Nick Mullins on why he couldn't get in a rhythm. That's a good question. I'm kind of wondering that myself. We had plenty of opportunities, and I really didn't execute. No sh**. Fred Warner. We're pissed off. We're upset for sure. The fact that we're 0-2 at home, there's got to be a sense of urgency. Guys have to execute better. That can't happen. You're damn right, Fred. And you were great tonight, Fred, as usual. Great tonight. You were making plays, chasing down guys. You were everywhere. Scaring the hell out of Carson Wentz, rushing the passer. You're He's a much better ru- pass rusher than I realized. Fred's great. Here's the big thing. Kyle said he doesn't know about Garoppolo. Got to find out this week. He doesn't know if he's going to be back. God, I hope so. Because here's the thing. Like I said, this was the cupcake part of the schedule. It's only getting tougher from here. They got one more game against Miami next week. 
which really should be Tua if Miami can get their heads out of their butt. It should be starting Tua. They're one and three. But that's it. Because after Miami, you play the Rams, then the Patriots, which, I mean, with the Patriots right now, who knows who the quarterback's going to be. That may end up getting a little bit of a break, but you still got to be Belichick. Then it's Seattle, Green Bay, the Saints, the Rams, and the Bills. And let me tell you, if the 49ers don't improve their blocking, they're not just going to lose those games. They're going to get slaughtered. Slaughtered. Aaron Donald and the Rams. Interior blocking. Kind of an issue. Bill Belichick, you don't think he's going to watch the film? He's going to see what we all see, and he'll come up with something. Even the Seahawks, who have no pass rush. They don't even need the 49ers offensive line to be bad because Russell Wilson just destroys them anyway. The Packers game, I always felt good about the 49ers against the Packers because I thought that they could run on them. Well, apparently we can't run block at all. So who knows what's going to happen in that game. And right now Aaron Rodgers is playing pretty damn good. The Saints, that was a wild one last year. Do you have any confidence right now that they could beat the Saints? I don't. Then the Rams again, and then the Bills, who, by the way, have the two things that are going to give the 49ers all sorts of problems. Good pass rush, mobile quarterback. And Josh Allen's doing it with his arm anyway. He doesn't even need his legs at this point. <sighs> now look, let me try and be nice. If Jimmy comes back next week, maybe he sort of eases into it against Miami. Hopefully they win, and he gets a week to sort of rest up. And Debo is back. He didn't play very many snaps tonight. Only 25 snaps. I think the 49ers ran 70 plays. But you give him another week to get into football shape. Jimmy comes back. They ease into things against Miami. Hopefully that will give him a little momentum. I just don't know how the offensive line gets any better. Which is weird because I don't know how they got worse. They got one of the best left tackles in the league and have taken a step backwards. So maybe as quickly as this thing has come on, it can go away. Maybe it's like one of those 24-hour bugs. Although it's lasted a month. So, probably not that. Now, a couple other positive things before I go, because I try not to be totally negative, although on a day like today, it's kind of what you get. George Kittle, awesome. 15 targets, 15 catches, 183 yards. The only pass he didn't catch was a two-point conversion, unfortunately. 15 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. Was awesome in the game. A lot of those balls were jump balls that he was doing totally on his own. Brandon Ayuk, only two catches for 18 yards, but he also had that run. 38-yard touchdown. Fantastic eye-opening play. Kerry Hyder, great game. Absolutely great game. Made multiple good reads, too, beyond just the numbers that you see on the stat sheet. Snuffed out a play that the Eagles were trying to throw a quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts passed to Carson Wentz. He snuffed that out. They couldn't do it. Snuffed out a reverse later that resulted in a huge loss for the Eagles. Four tackles in the game. Three solo, did have a half sack, also had a quarterback hit. He was awesome. He has been fantastic for the 49ers this season. They would be in such worse shape without him, considering all the injuries they've had on defense. Eric Armstead, also very, very good tonight. Five tackles, four solo, half sack, tackle for loss. Six quarterback hits for Eric Armstead. He earned his money tonight. Also want to give a little love, Tabor Pepper, the new long snapper. Fantastic. Was firing rockets all game. I was watching. I wanted to see. Absolutely great. So that's where we are. 49ers are 2-2 two and two now through a quarter of the season. We all know the injury story. 
but they had everything on the table tonight. It was all right there for them to still be 3-1 and one through a quarter of the season, through all the injuries, and you would have said they are in the driver's seat. Everything they wanted was still there for them. Now they need help. Now they need Seattle and Green Bay to have a couple of hiccups instead of just one. I mean, if you're 3-1, and one, you say, look, we play Seattle twice, we play Green Bay, we control our destiny. Well, now, not so much. I said it when Bosa went down that the 49ers' Super Bowl hopes had died. And some people thought I was crazy. Levin was giving me a lot of crap for it. Oh, you're saying that now? And they're beating the Jets and beating the Giants. Well, you know what? I stood by it then and I stand by it now. Just a terrible showing by the 49ers. You know, a long time ago, Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. And the 49ers are 2-2. Two and two. And they can't beat anybody outside the state of New Jersey. That's what you are right now. And you've earned it. That's going to do it for this edition of the Instant Reaction Podcast. Sorry I wasn't happier, but this is what you get on Sunday night. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you like it. If you don't, leave a comment. Tell us why. We'll try to be better. Thanks for listening.